you are a Navy SEAL. <clears throat> you are a Navy SEAL who is extremely highly respected within the community of SEALs. And not only that, but you've done some very, very secret off-the-books projects with other, you know, uh, with the Department of Energy, with the Department of Defense, with the CIA, you name it. You basically go wherever you're called, okay? And what ends up happening essentially is you are familiar with the extraterrestrial situation and you basically find out over time, as, Cliff, as, as former Staff Sergeant Clifford Stone said pertaining to the secret space program and all of that and the compartmentalization of all of it, you know more than you should, but you don't know everything, but knowing more than you should is more than enough for you to kind of put the pieces together over the months and years of you going on these secret projects. Why do you go on the secret projects? You go on these projects because honestly, you, you're you up to the snuff in terms of mentally and physically. You're sharp mentally, very acute mind, astute mind rather, sorry, and uh, you have a very, very good physical build and you just happen to fit the, the, the criteria. Not only that, but your karma to the planet Earth is not strong, meaning that you will not have any sort of reciprocal events relative to this video game simulation that we live in. So let's put it this way. You understand, hypothetically, that you're in a simulation. I'm not saying that this, this world is what it is. I'm not saying that it's dead on fact, but let's just pretend. And then what ends up happening is, and you do all of this, by the way, because the money is good and all of that. It supports your family, the whole thing. You get paid six figures to disappear for like a month and then you come back and repeat, repeat, repeat. What ends up happening is you're told, okay, you know, so-and-so, sir, ma'am, we got a mission and are you willing to do this one? It's a, it's a black op, uh, even darker than that in terms of the secrecy. And you go, yes, of course, you see the number, you know, you're offered a quarter million dollars clean and you'll get paid when uh, half up front and half when you're done. This is normal. This is very similar to sort of like, you know, the, again, the Blackwater guys, if you want to call it. But anyways, you are then heading on to a private jet, you don't ask any questions. You know that each mission, each secret, secret mission in this regard pertaining to ETs and all of that is very different every time. So you don't know what to expect. You start heading on to a private jet and you are, you have a, a person two uh, sorry, two people, men in black with a, with a bag, with a see-through bag, you know, because of the, you know, the patterns of how you've been doing this before, that means you got to jump, uh, dump all forms of identification into the bag. You get into the private jet, you get off, you're in the middle of what seems to be a desert. You're not sure if you're in Nevada or if you're in Afghanistan, to be quite honest, because again, hard to sort of discern, but you don't ask any questions. You're just there to do what you got to do. Long story short, you're doing your, your, your operation and you are basically looking for different ionized geospatial anomalies, okay, that basically have reversed what DARPA's done, essentially having to do with different ET and human factions uh, sort of battling away at it, so to speak. And you are also part of teams that sort of infiltrate deep underground military bases to test the security, security and penetration of it. So you're doing all these things. You're sort of, you know, doing some repairs to the ionized air pockets and things like this because it's not exactly what DARPA wanted in this case and what have you. And the faction of ETs that are doing it are not aligned with the team that or faction within DARPA and the Pentagon that you're with. And then all of a sudden, you end up uh, over the days of your mission, you're there for say a month at uh, wherever you are, you end up meeting a woman while off duty. You end up wanting to sleep with that woman or that man regardless. And what ends up happening is that person go, you meet them in a hotel room. You're about to sort of, you know, just do your thing. And they go and use the restroom. They come out and they say, can you please use the restroom as well before we, you know, begin our intercourse literally. And uh, you say, why? And that, th that person, man or woman says, Please, you need to urinate and relieve yourself before we do this or else I'm not doing it. And you start to think to yourself, 
Is there something that he or she knows that I don't with respects to this mission? Now, before we get into it, I just want to say that we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Generation Z does keep the show running truthfully. And at the same time, there are hours and hours, I would even say at this point, dozens of hours of extra content in the loads and loads of extra content that I would say brings a lot of things full circle. We got, you know, early access videos, members only episodes, uh, telegram, one-on-one -on -one calls, uh, you know, d uh, dark web data footage documents, you name it. Now, with that being said, today's episode is called The Grin, Establishing Mock Civilizations Via Plasmonic Data Mining. Now, this is going to get a little bit interesting, maybe a little bit weird if you want to call it, but let's first understand that when we speak of all right, data mining. We have to understand that we overall arguably live in what's referred to as an information structure. Now, let's under, let's let's put that aside. Let's park that for a second. Let's see what GRIN stands for. GRIN stands for geospatial reconnaissance of inverted neurobiomes. Okay, geospatial reconnaissance of inverted neurobiomes. All right. And the question then becomes, what is plasmonic or plasmon or whatever you want to refer to it as? So let's minimize the uh, my, my face here. I think you folks have seen enough of me. And let's take a look over here again. Data mining, according to Wikipedia, for those who don't know, is a process of extracting and discovering patterns in large data sets involving methods at the intersection of machine learning, statistics and database systems. Data mining is an interdisciplinary subfield of computer science and statistics with an overall goal to extract information using intelligent methods from a data set and transform that information into a comprehensible structure for further use, end quote. Excuse me. In pure theory, we could also apply this to that of, again, those uh, that are members will know this more significantly that I've been bringing it up lately of that whole concept of you see a picture of a jaguar that you really in that you interpreted as a panther, but is really a puma. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? Again, the form of data obfuscation. Now, interesting here. This is, this is what we'll see. The term data mining is a misnomer because the goal is the extraction of patterns and knowledge from large amounts of data, not the extraction mining of the data itself. Okay? What we're, what we're basically, what we've stumbled upon metaphorically as a society in my humble perspective is that of data mining relative to the definition of the Latin derivation of how we perceive it. Okay, the curation and perversion or inversion, rather, of that of the English language. Why do I say that? Well, let's be honest. The English language seems to be something that is disseminated amongst the world in entertainment, in culture, in economics, in finance, you name it. Of course, it's not the only language in the world, but it's clearly the main one. I mean, you go to a movie theater in Europe, most of those movies are that of American influence culture or at least Western influencer culture. That's not a mistake. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm also not saying that's a good thing relative to the cognitive discernment that must be placed upon viewing the way things are occurring within our society, hence the title Mock Civilizations in this episode. So what's happening to our species, all right, is this right over here, is the extraction of patterns and knowledge from large amounts of data, not the extraction of the data itself. We as humans are the data to these benevolent beings. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? They're extracting large amounts of data from us, but they're not solely or entirely extracting us 
purely because if they were then there would be more of a kinetic form of warfare sort of like that whole project blue beam invasion and there may be but but let's take a look at what plasmonics are plasmonics or nanoplasmonics refers to the generation detection and manipulation of signals at optical frequencies along metal dielectric interfaces in the nanometer scale inspired by photonics by the way for those that are members you'll know very strongly even those that are just you know regular subscribers and followers thank you very much to all of you you'll notice that in last week's public episode, we covered the, the traversable wormholes and all of that within Dr. Eric Davis's teleportation report from 2003 or 4. And we see that one form or many forms of teleportation involve the use of photonics and bending all of it. Now, inspired by photonics, plasmonics follows the trend of miniaturizing optical devices. See also nanophotonics and finds applications in sensing, microscopy, optical communications and biophotonics. Okay, that's plasmonics. Now, let's take a look at plasmon, all right? Because let's also understand, too, you're probably thinking of the word plasma, right? Guys, I, I don't know if not too many of us know this. I'd also like to think, I believe it was Shane who brought this up in a Zoom call. We don't know what plasma really is in pure theory, even ball lightning. It, it exists, but no scientific peer-reviewed journal will ever publish any proposal or journal or, or, or article written on it. Jacques Vallée even said it, too. Just like, uh, actually, I'm not going to bring that up because that might get this episode banned. So anyways, in physics, a plasmon is a, we'll, we'll leave that for the members episode. In physics, a plasmon is a quantum of plasma oscillation. All right. Remember, plasma oscillation, also known as Langmuir waves, they're rapid oscillations of the electron density in conducting media, such as plasmas or metals in the ultraviolet region. Does that not remind us of the Tesla coil? Just as light, an optical oscillation consists of photons, the plasma oscillation consists of plasmons. But again, it doesn't say what it is. The plasmon can be considered as a quasi-particle since it arises from the quantization of plasma oscillations, just like phonons are quantizations of mechanical vibrations. Thus, plasmons are collective, a discrete number, of oscillations of the free electron gas density. Does that not also... By the way, we, have, we haven't even gone to the connections. Does the free electron gas density not remind us of when Bob Lazar talked about using Project Looking Glass of uh, harnessing plasma and argon gas to both use it as a teleportation device and being able to be used as a chronovisor to see, you know, events that occurred relative to the location you pointed at, right? So let's take a look at this right over here. Let's relate some real world instances relative to the concept of extracting data, um, sorry, extracting large amounts of data, but not the data itself. This, I'm taking a bit of a risk with a public episode, but we'll, we'll test it out. MSN.com. Philadelphia warns residents about unauthorized COVID testing sites without FEMA ties. Now, I don't want to get into FEMA, that whole thing there, because we know that it might get the YouTube channel banned. We cover that on the Patreon very strongly. But ultimately over here, and I quote, the Philadelphia Department of Public Health warned residents on Monday to avoid unauthorized pop-up tents providing COVID-19 tests in the city. All right. The staff who worked at these sites claimed they were funded by FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency. The health department said in a statement over the weekend, it was confirmed these sites were not funded by FEMA. Now, you might be saying, OK, Dave, why do you bring all of this up? Why is this so significant? Well, let me say first and foremost, folks, that absorbing DNA on sensor surfaces is, in fact, very real, as we see for that of again, it's 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 not really like classified knowledge but the genie's been out of the bottle for a very long time more specifically however neural networks please forgive me i'm just reading off some notes here neural networks in the left hemisphere are biased toward reducing uncertainty that's been scientifically proven at least according to darpa okay neural networks in the left hemisphere are biased towards reducing uncertainty okay 
And then neural networks in the right hemisphere are biased uh, towards reducing and resolving conflict. Okay, now what does that remind us of? Hermetic principles, as above, so below. Do you see what I'm saying? The hemispheres of the brain working together in a Venn diagram metaphorical sense to work as one. What does that remind us of? Let's just make a quick connection. The gateway process, the CIA's consciousness energy grid of the different hemispheres, what they do, and all of that. Again, using the absolute infinity of Planck's distance, all of the, covering all of this relative to that of Walter Russell's universal one. I don't want to be a broken record, but anyways, let's continue. The health department said it's not clear if unauthorized pop-up sites offer legitimate testing. However, residents are adv uh, advised to avoid them. All right. And I quote, when we confirmed with FEMA that they're not funding anything like this, we sent a warning out to the public to let them know to be careful about where they're getting tested. All right. End quote. This has to do, I would dare to say, folks, with a multi-pronged apparatus that harnesses possibly, I'm not saying this is factual, but possibly harnesses organized crime at a lower level. Because again, who would put up these sites and have the balls to do it? Probably organized criminals in a smart, intelligent, strategically laid out way, particularly if they've been given many months to plan this, right? What you then have is the data collection of an off-the-books operation that ends up going back to that of certain agencies within the intelligence community that then use data mining as a form, believe believe it or not, of tracking down the extraterrestrials that are not aligned with said faction. Hence the example I gave at the beginning, because that information was collected in a metaphorical sense, just a purely metaphorical made up example I gave at the beginning. But the reason you as an AVCO were sent to, to the location I gave the example of was because the information received from your superiors was through that of data mining via esoteric, digital and literal events such as FEMA fake testing sites such as this one. Do we know what's ever going to happen in this particular case? We don't know. I'm not trying to bring COVID into this. I'm really not. What I'm saying is the confusion upon the masses of such instances like this create a plasmonic bioresidence that is projected on from the body that we don't even realize we have that then absorbs a bunch of light Okay, in a way that you might be saying, Dave, what are you talking about absorbs light? I thought we project light or something like this. Well, we absorb while bending because of the perverted inversion in which has occurred. And we can substantiate this because we can find right over here, republicworld.com, ultra black deep sea fish, July 21st, 2020, can efficiently absorb 99.5% of light. So for those who say that it's not possible, it is. It is. Okay, let's just say very strongly. Now, you might be saying, Dave, this is from republicworld.com. Can we substantiate it? Well, again, can we honestly really substantiate anything these days, folks, if we're being totally honest with ourselves, right? So take a look at this. Scientists have recently discovered, okay, quote unquote discovered, as many as 16 new species of ultra black deep sea fish that can reflect up to 99.5% of light that hits their skin. Keep in mind the number 16 for those that are members. We'll be seeing some prominent connections there relative to this article. Scientists discover ultra black light absorbing fishes. All right. According to reports, the new research shows that the special near total light absorption feature of the fish comes from an abundance of melanin in their skin. In addition, the melanin, which is the same pigment present in human skin in order to protect us from sunlight, is arranged in a very special way. Some of these fish that possess this special ability and were part of the study are the fangtooth, the Pacific black dragon, the anglerfish and the black swallower, among others. All right. The discovery is of great importance because by studying the size, shape and arrangements of the melanosome, scientists and researchers will be able to manufacture cheaper and more effective ultra black material, which can be used in optical tech. 
such as telescopes and cameras and for camouflage. For those that saw the recent Archon episode on our members-only Patreon, you'll notice the concept of using optical technology, photons, you name it, as a form of transferring information structures to create an illusion that there is light all around us, but really we are projecting and absorbing negative energy, negative light, which would help substantiate the fact that we are living in a simulation because the sovereignty of our soul matrix could not be inverted to the extent in which it can expose the entire light spectrum to us, which is why we have instances of, for example, palm trees in the middle of Saudi Arabia or trees, whatever, whatever they are, whatever kind of tree they are, floating in the middle of the sky, birds stopping halfway while they're flying, people using hockey sticks to, to reach up to birds that are sort of close to the ground poking them. They're, it's like they're in a state of quantum stasis of sorts. They're alive, but they're dead, but they're not almost as if it's a video game or a hologram. Almost as if they are, these animals are NPCs, non-playable characters. Part of, again, subscribing to that of the Saturn Moon Matrix concept of going into the light after your physical body dies, reincarnating as whatever these alleged Orion Dracos uh, designate us to be. Okay, now... Let's take a look at this right here. Ktar.com, because no mainstream media outlet will report this. Ambassador Cindy McCain resigns from Arizona Human Trafficking Council. Granted, this was in October, a couple months back, two, and, two to two and a half months ago. She openly admitted everyone in that group knew that everyone in the elite's uh, circles, uh, regardless of the circle, knew what Epstein was doing. Interestingly enough, she kind of let that slip relative to the different forms of abductions, child trafficking that's occurred. Now, I have to be careful on the public end of things, especially after a recent ban. But the reason I bring this up is because, again, going back to the neural networks, it's possible that human sex trafficking could actually create what's called neuro-enhanced sex by absorbing DNA on sensor surfaces, which feels good in the moment, but actually collects part of not just your data but your essence your soul your chi your prana hence the example i gave at the beginning of this episode about the soldier the female or male soldier that you're about to sleep with in that example saying listen you need to urinate you need to relieve yourself first as a way of sort of saying that again your dna could create this quantum entanglement of disseminated esoteric processes that we didn't even realize could be manifested. Just like, again, the, a, a layman's example of that would be turning on your computer with a hard, a, a full-on, you know, physical hard button, but the software sparks up. It's the same concept, guys. It's the same concept. You see what I'm saying? Because people would think that, for example, pressing a button on a computer to turn the computer on, you would just think, oh, I'm just turning it on. But do we really know the process of electrical signals and pulses that allows the button of a hard set, but uh, a hard set object like a computer button to spark up the digital manifestation on the screen? Do you see what I'm saying here? It's that same type of convergence in which occurs, and it could be applied at any and every level. Hence the fractality, hence the concentric circles concept. Again, I may be incorrect. I'm just trying to work with everything that we've all collectively uh, put together in a lot of regards. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. Greenmatters.com. Thank you for the person who sent me this. You know who you are. Thank you so much. Colorado to become second state to legalize human composting. All right, following in the muddy footsteps of Washington State, no pun intended, Colorado's expected to become the second state to legalize human composting. Now, let's make a quick uh, connection to that of ancient Mesopotamia and all of that. Humans have been crushed, literally. There are ancient scriptures and drawings, hieroglyphs, you name it, that describe humans being crushed with large wheels that, ironically enough, tend to look like Ezekiel's wheel. Right, let's put, we'll save that for another public episode, but let's see here. This week, the Southwestern state passed a bill that would make it legal to compost dead human bodies, and now it, waits the it awaits the governor's signature. 
All right. Interestingly enough, this again, depending on how you look at it, this could be frightening or it could not be. But the point of all of this is that it is furthering that of the alleged Orion Draco Saturn Moon Matrix uh, agenda, furthering this hologram that we live in with layers of electrical blankets over top of us. Hence the birds staying still, the trees staying still in the middle of the year and all of that. Something or someone is tweaking this hologram way too quickly in my humble perspective. Now, with that being said, let's take a look at this right over here. Whale.to. The underground network and its management. All right. Corporations that are currently assisting the various alien groups and the black government are Standard Oil, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, McDonnell Douglas, AT&T, IT&T, the Matthews Construction Company, the Robbins Company, the Utah Mining Company, and a host of others. There's a great deal of private money used by the NSA to build alien tech and to keep humanity under control and the status quo secure. Even the CIA doesn't know a lot about the Ultra Unit or the Blue Moon Unit in the NSA, which deal with alien tech and information. Now, Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 under Blue Moon control compartmentalization, building, and applications of alien, alien technology. Now, Alpha 1 and Alpha 2 could also refer to the, the breakup of Majestic 12 with respects to ideological factions. There was one side of MJ-12 that said they wanted to continue under that of the Greys and the Orion Dracos and the Alpha Draconian leadership control and just simply give in, and there's another faction that said we got to slowly stockpile over the years to defeat them and align ourselves with other ET factions to defeat them. Now, take a look at this. According to the Andromedans, again, not saying this is factual, but the data points are there, guys. According to the Andromedans, Alpha 2 is Majestic 12, and Majestic 12 is at the bottom of the hierarchy. Here we are thinking that it might have been at the top, or, you know, somewhere way higher up than a human uh, aspect of understanding. Even though we are led to believe that it is at the top, Alpha 2 also controls the release of information and the security of that information. MJ-12 meets in a facility called the Country Club in the mountains of Virginia. The Country Club is owned by the Rockefeller Foundation. How convenient. The vital meetings are held underground and the members of MJ-12 are taken via a small subway to the town of Warrington, Virginia. Again, as we covered in uh, the live stream of a few, few days back, depending when you're watching this, the Magneto Leviton trains. From there, they are taken to an underground facility called Raven Rock, or an underground city, rather, called Raven Rock, which is located just south of the Blue Ridge Summit in Pennsylvania. All right. End quote. The reason I titled this, folks, Establishing Mock Civilizations is because think of an onion. Think about these deep underground military, not bases, complexes, cities, as the pure, raw, unaltered form of esoteric blanketness, okay, if you want to call it, that has been lifted within that of a veil. So think of, like, for example, a hamburger and all the patties and the salad and the, the ketchup and the, the tomato and the mustard, they're all expired. But the actual patty of that burger... The meat, the, the, the meat patty is still very good. It's still very pure and probably the purest patty ever. That's what's happening in these deep underground military bases. There is a form of layering. All right. So essentially what happens is that in these underground, not bases, I should call them complexes, structures, cities, you name it. What happens then, folks, is that the purest form of esoteric ideological fruit manifestations occur at, underground. Hence the reason why the, the reptilians only choose certain people to be briefed uh, and, and allowed in there, which is why a lot of people's memories are wiped because of the karmic attachment to the planet. But put that aside for a second. Then you have the upper layers of the different underground bases, right? Which then have more and more control, leading all the way up to, to us, to us on the surface, blanketed in energetic frequencies and, and, and control mechanisms and all of that. Do you guys see what I'm saying here? 
And so when we take a look at the fact that GRIN stands for Geospatial Reconnaissance of Inverted Neurobiomes, what essentially this means is that there are teams of individuals that go out there to sort of not defeat, but realign or restructure certain parts of uh, space-time anomalies and air pockets that may have been altered intentionally or unintentionally by various other factions, whether they like humans or have good intentions for us or not. Do you see what I'm saying here, guys? And that is essentially what occurs because of the interpretation of the hologram through that of the left and right hemisphere, okay? Now, let's take a look at this right over here. NewScientist.com 2022 preview. <clears throat> Large Hadron Collider will reach for the edge of physics. The Large Hadron Collider at CERN near Geneva, Switzerland will start running again after a three-year shutdown and delays due to the COVID pandemic. All right. The Particle Collider will return in 2022 with upgrades that give it a power boost. Work has been underway to conduct tests on the Collider and calibrate new equipment. All right. Now it is gearing up for the experiments that could give physicists the data needed to expand the standard model, our best description of how particles and forces interact. Again, could give physicists the, sorry, gearing up for experiments could give physicists the data needed. No, 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 not give physicists the data needed, give the Dracos the data needed to continually extract. This is just a proposal of mine. I'm not saying it's factual. Now, this brings me to reddit.com. Someone posted in r slash singularity, the subreddit, 13 hours ago. Why would a post-human civilization create a sim simulation? Would it, be for moral, uh, would it be moral for them to even create a universe knowing that sentient beings would intrinsically suffer? Would it benefit them in any way or would it simply be for pure entertainment? I would say, folks, uh, to this individual, um, all of the above. I appreciate the post. It's a genuine question that really should be addressed. Hence, these beings feed off of instances like this. Dailymail.co.uk The aliens who wrecked my life. When PC Alan Godfrey had a close encounter, he was branded crazy and the fallout cost his job, his health, and his marriage. With Hollywood set to tell his story, do you believe his tale? Alright, again. It just goes to show, like, for example, we see right over here, the year was 1980. Margaret Thatcher was in number 10 and Jimmy Carter was in the White House. The Cold War was bracing and the Iron Curtain frozen shut, Soviet Union. The Empire Strikes Back was packing out cinemas. This has to do, again, with the cognitive dissonance of creating what, again, we could argue very strongly is Munchausen Syndrome, if you want to call it, to affect the consciousness energy grid acts like the mind's computer software to reduce input from right hemisphere to verbal symbols and concepts. This is the left hemisphere. And then the right hemisphere consciousness grid reduces three-dimension holographic images to two-dimensional ones. Again, the right hemisphere are biased in reducing and resolving conflict. So what's going to happen is that your right hemisphere is going to say, ah, you know, this is subconsciously. I'm not in a hologram. Forget it. Whatever's happening here is, a, is not a hologram. Just forget all about it. Do you guys see the connections being made here? And again, we have people like politicians that were entirely ridiculed in that regard. Right? So again, now the final thing. Megspunch.com. CBC journalist quits, admits network is deep state propaganda. This was posted yesterday as of the, the day I'm recording this. All right. And she says here, please bear with me, guys. This, this connects very strongly to the, uh, to the ET angle. In a bombshell Substack article, Henley revealed that the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, which is like Canada, our version of uh, CNN, essentially, has been infiltrated by woke far-left operatives who are hell-bent at dismantling... I'm not trying to get political. I'm not really trying to focus left, right, whatever. She writes, though, 
uh, sorry, uh, News Punch reports. People want to know why, for example, non-binary Filipinos concerned about a lack of LGBT terms in Tagalog is an editorial priority for the BC when local issues of broad concern go unreported, Henley wrote. Or why our pop culture radio show's coverage of the Dave Chappelle Netflix special failed to include any of the legions of fans or comics that did not find it offensive. Alright, or why exactly taxpayers should be funding articles that scold Canadians for using words such as brainstorm and lame. Okay, and she she makes a fair point, and, and and I understand that. Okay, and to be quite honest with you, I mean I I see both sides of this, but I see what she's saying here. She then suggested that the focus on racial issue issues is resulting in less scrutiny of other issues that affect large numbers numbers of people, such as the housing crisis, lockdowns, the beep boop mandates, accumulation of wealth by billionaires and by bureaucrats. We could also argue very strongly it's not the aliens doing it. It could be the ETs that taught us such forms of deceptive manipulation to our uh, human elites, but they're doing it as a form of dissemination relative to the rest of the planet. We see this now, and we see the rest of the planet cooperating as sort of a one-world response, therefore a one-world order, therefore the inversion of the concept of interpretation of centripetal forces, of, of what Dan Winter, those on our Patreon, would understand quite strongly. So, again, not only all of this, folks, but when we take a step back and look at this, we also see at the same time that, very quickly, if you t check your phones right now, I encourage you, check your phones, and I I'm asking this question seriously, check to see if there's any movie showings, if you're in uh, Europe or North America, after January 10th, allegedly there isn't, because again, that shows the control of that one world order mechanism, that geographical boundaries are no more, not saying that boundaries are good. But again, I'm not, to be honest with you, I don't know if the path that's going down in this regard is good either. So with that being said, folks, I would like to thank all of you so very much for watching uh, or listening. And again, we have lots, lots coming this weekend for the members, for the public, you name it, and we'll catch you all very, very soon. Cheers.